For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. There's a lot of hope riding on Paul Skeens. What we don't know is if it's all of the hope. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The same place that you found this. MLB Pipeline, in particular, two really well-known and well-respected a longtime baseball prospect analysts, Jim Callis and Jonathan Mayo, put out a set of surveys, predictions for the 2024 season. And among those was that Skeens will be the National League Rookie of the Year. Not exactly breaking great ground there. I mean, he was just the number one overall pick in the draft and was being compared at the same age or the same point in their careers to Steven Strasburg. When those types of experts have rewound their clock to search for a comparable to Skeens, they go right past Garrett Cole to Strasburg. Remember that. So everyone thinks the world of Skeens. And one would think that, you know, here's a nice little... Uh, feather or semi-feather or even just a potential feather for the Pirates. And this guy's going to fire up a daily shot that's going to be about something negative. And, and you know what? I'm sorry, but I did. Okay? And I'm going to share it with you. But hear it out before you think I'm just piling on or whatever. This pitching staff, the 2024 pitching staff, consists of Mitch Keller, Let's slot him at one. Marco Gonzalez, let's slot him at four. Martin Perez, let's slot him at five, just because he's kind of not disrespecting or anything, but let's just do that anyway, because he feels like the five lefty, like the obligatory lefty that you have in the mix. All right. So what you're left with is a two and a three, as I've been sharing with you for a couple of weeks now. The two, let's presume, is an outside acquisition. Let's take right now Ben Charrington at his word for it that the Pirates are continuing to look for significant upgrades at a couple of positions, including starting pitching. And let's presume that neither Gonzalez nor Martin fit that bill. And I think that's a pretty safe presumption, especially considering Gonzalez is going to be trying to come back from an injury that not many pitchers make it all the way back from. So who's the three? The three, as I see it, is Skeens, but not right away. Because it is going to take Skeen's time not to produce the results or the wow factor 
that you'd want, but to build up into a regular major league rhythm. How often he pitches, how many pitches he throws per outing, and all that other big boy pants stuff that's very real. And you will not, if you will not, I, I can promise you this right now, hear me going back on that in 2024. This is an extremely unusual situation. This is not something that you can compare to how long they kept this pitcher down or that pitcher down. This is someone coming right out of college, basically, and a few months later being in the majors. So where are we at here? We have a one, a two, a three, a four, and a five. Now, of course, you're going to need your depth, guys. We can just kind of ignore that for the moment. It's not like Charrington can. And even there, you've got, you know, your Bailey Falter types and whatever, okay? So you probably need a two and at least a stopgap three. You following me now? It might be a falter. It might be someone in that mold. But you do need a stopgap three. You know what I take from all that? (laughs) Yeah, this is what I take from all that. It's been five years under this front office. Charrington. Derek Shelton, Oscar Marine, the whole way down the line, everybody that's involved in the pitching process from top to bottom, five years, and they're spending this offseason and probably the bulk of whatever cash they're being allotted this offseason to go and acquire these pitchers elsewhere. Everybody except Mitch Keller, who they inherited and who was fixed by an outside agency, and Skeens, for whom they had to be the worst team in the world to have the rights to acquire him. Every other pitcher in the big league rotation or in the running for the big league rotation will have come pretty much on a shopping trip over one winter. I, I, I share this with you guys a lot. I say, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. So when they say that they believe in their young guys and they believe that they can still get something from Rowanzi Contreras and Luis Ortiz and a bunch of other guys, Quinn Priester, when they say that, They can get, I'm sure, a room full of nods over at 115 Federal. But what they're doing is they're telling you we don't believe in a single one of these pitchers to be part of this rotation the way we're designing it. And if you want to be somebody who throws into the argument the 700 guys they've had go through Tommy John, you can do that. You can say, wow, rotten luck, Johan Oviedo and Mike Burrows and Max Kranich and Vince Velasquez and JT Brubaker. I'm sure I'm missing a ton. But to some extent, you do hold the teams themselves accountable when there's that much of a wave, especially when it's as massive a misfire as it was in Oviedo's case specifically. They really blew it with Oviedo. They have to know that. And what their actions show is that they don't project in any way 
Contreras, Ortiz, or any of these guys to even be in contention for a rotation spot going into the 2024 season and or they don't believe that they have the capability slash personnel to fix any of them. Wow. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, and it's in regards to yesterday's lead subject here on Daily Shot of Pirates. He says, DK, I believe the case of Rowdy Telez could be a litmus test for this organization. It's easy to sign a non-tendered free agent to a one-year prove-it kind of deal for a pittance amount like $3.2 million. But what if this platoon idea works? And Telez hits 20 to 25 homers. Will this management and ownership knowing that there's no heir apparent at first base, be willing to sign Telez to the three-year, $27 million deal that he'd likely ask for following such a productive season. Mike, my belief, anytime we're discussing the Pirates and money, is to back all the way off and think about what you've just brought up. With one exception, one exception, and that is the long-term extension for the in-house player who's proven himself. Now, if that sounds a little bit contradictory or even hypocritical, I don't care because my stance has precedent on its side in both directions. One is that they don't usually do the kind of deal that you're describing. Otherwise, Carlos Santana would be here. Carlos Santana never would have been traded. Carlos Santana definitely would have been brought back as a free agent. So if they were the types that were looking beyond one year with anybody, they'd be keeping guys like Santana, like Rich Hill, like any number of other examples that I can put forth. They haven't done that. They tend to identify the term that they want out of somebody. They use up the term, and then that's that. Then they move on to the next player who's somewhere in that price range or lower, and they fill the hole. That's what Telez feels like. Telez feels like he's filling 
not even a complete hole, but something of a platoon hole. Now, a platoon player who plays most of the time is, he's a lefty facing right-handed pitchers, and most pitchers are still right-handed, but still that. So if he goes and gets it done, even if he becomes some kind of folk hero and he outdoes the 20 to 25 homers that you're maybe generously assigning to him, no, no. I I think that they view these types of players the way almost all teams view, let's say, middle relief where they're all just fungible. They're just interchangeable parts. You might as well swap them out and get yourself something cheaper. On the other hand, and I make this point a lot, and man, does it tick people off when I do, but then I'll I'll challenge them afterward and say, prove me wrong. They have a young player. They have a player who they've brought up, who they feel has become something while in Pittsburgh, They've kept that player. They've actually been doing that for a while. It predates this management. One of the contracts that everyone forgets about now, and for all kinds of very, very good reasons, is the Felipe Vasquez extension. Before Vasquez, they were signing other guys to extensions, to longer-term extensions. They did it with Starling Marte. They did it with Gregory Polanco. They did it with Andrew McCutcheon. They didn't. Do it with Garrett Cole. Cole is a Scott Boris client, and Boris always, I don't want to say instructs or orders his players to test free agency, but he twists the arm pretty good. And Cole was never going to stay in Pittsburgh, not because he didn't like it, but because he's got Boris for an agent. And obviously, it's worked out pretty well for all of those guys, not the Pirates. But here, now, in this environment, you've got... Brian Reynolds wrapped up. You've got Brian Hayes wrapped up. I believe that this winter you will see both Mitch Keller and David Bednar wrapped up. That's a positive trend. Heck, maybe they'll even try one of those crazy Tampa Bay extensions with Paul Skeens. I don't know. I don't know. But it's a weird but real split in terms of how they do that. They are pretty much money in the bank at this point for keeping their younger guys. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we're going to do another one of these tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.